Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. Okay, welcome back everyone. It has been so long since we recorded this that you will just have to accept anything that that does not comport with previously established canon has been retconned by accident. That's just how it's going to be. It has been like four months since we were here recording. Uh, As I remember, and I could be wrong, our party of intrepid adventurers have made their way to the underside of the world, which turns out to be just a whole nother world hanging from the bottom of the world. They were there not six hours before accidentally getting embroiled in the start of a civil war through no fault of their own. Genuinely, no fault of their own. They were at a dinner. The dinner went sideways. It was not their fault. They rapidly threw their lot in with the local monarch because they were responding to a rapidly evolving situation. And it seemed like a good idea at the time. Have proven themselves to said monarch by... uh, Sneaking around the back, doing a little light murder on the roof of a banqueting hall, uh, infiltrating the banqueting hall, and causing sufficient distraction to help out with the loyalist forces actually retaking the hall from the front. Uh, The local magistrate has been retrieved alive. Hooray, congratulations. Um, And you had a, a couple of hours to kind of... to tie off some loose threads and, uh... Recover your breath from all of that before, I believe the plan is, continuing on your journey to the Golden Flame Cabal, which was the originating point of your friend the gnome in the amulet. Who is real. I know, because I've got a sticker on my car that says so. Who is real, because gnomes are real. Obviously, everyone knows that. Here... You are surrounded by gnomes. It's... You're very tall. Trick is undoubtedly the tallest person any of these people have ever met. And I don't think we had yet actually had a conversation with you trying to get some help with your travels. I think that was the next thing that needed to happen. Unless anyone's going to tell me otherwise, which is possible. I don't recall such a conversation. Oh, we were looking at the bridges and everything out of town. Um... We were helping with the cleanup after the big fight. There was someone in a hospital. Oh, Rill was helping out at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ember almost died. That was, I hesitate to say fun, but it was significant. (laughs) 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 Ember has almost died on several occasions. Well, this time they they were almost murdered by, tried to take on by ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to say it is now morning. The horse is now capable of being returned to its statue form, which will make it definitely much easier to remove that. from the banqueting hall. I've definitely done that. Okay. So you are in the banqueting hall. Business. You have a horse in your pocket. 
<laughs> no, I'm just pleased to see you, Ben. <laughs> it's a normal <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I am going to honestly let you skip the tedious side of the roleplay of you know, tracking down people who can get you to have conversations. And I'm instead going to ask you, is your plan to obtain a map and make this journey on foot? Or are you going to try and bargain for uh, more swift transportation? I vote swift transportation. Yeah, I feel like yeah, we I can mean, leverage with... that at least with everything we've helped with. We've just saved the king's. We've just saved the monarch's life, and also like being instrumental to retaking to retaking the town hall. Like, and also we're saving the world. Sort of, we're on a mission from God. I think that rates. I think that rates a bit of transportation. Fair. I will also remind you, uh, because you might find it useful in these negotiations, that people have been very uncomfortable around Maynard, like wandering loose, not with a cabal. Everyone wants Maynard to go to this cabal. This, sh- uh-huh. this is fine. Yes. <laughs> We're all on the same page here. <laughs> and you want to take him to that cabal, so maybe they could help you out. The quicker the better. I'm a danger okay. to myself and everyone around me, and that's everybody's <laughs> problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, unless you are like pushing heavily for it, you're actually going to find it difficult to to have another meeting directly with the monarch because they are busy and have things to do. That's fine. Um, you can probably engage with someone senior enough because nobody not senior enough really knows what to do with you apart from pass you up the line. Is that we definitely spoke to a general. Yeah, I feel like you can probably without too much wrangling get back in touch with a general. Um you remember how you got to the banqueting hall on Batback? Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh that is going to be the first line of offering because airships are precious and valuable and rarer than bats. Mm. Yeah, I'm good if with that. Do you, do you accept the bats, or are you pushing for an airship? I am. I am more than prepared to wait to wait a little bit until an airship can sort of, you know, divert itself in that direction. Listen, I just got dropped quite hard off a bat. Is the thing. Mm. <laughs> And you were in the claws, because mounting a bat turns out to be difficult. I, I let them take a real good long look at me and have some real considerations about the about the loading capacities of bats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like someone to roll a persuasion roll, but I'm not going to insist on it being tricked okay, if, this... for instance, somebody in Charisma Ember wanted to roll. Also, at some, point, so, at some point, someone should probably scratch off a couple of spell slots for tongues in the course of these negotiations. That's true. Someone uh, should do a couple of... Oh, right. The 15? Okay. Okay. You are going to have a very boring 16 hours or so of sort of being stacked up on a dock like luggage. Okay. While while internal negotiations and orders happen and, and logistics are done around actually getting you onto an airship that can go in the right direction. Um, but you will get one. So you're not being given the VIP treatment, but you are being being sorted out for a 15. Uh, I will baby my armor. Yeah. 
So you spend an extremely boring day, like all the daylight hours, hanging out on an airship dock. Although if you're mechanically minded, this is less boring than it could be, because you are hanging out on an airship dock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's a fairly damaged dock. There was quite a lot of fighting. But eventually you will be loaded onto a smallish airship and uh, drop away in the gathering dusk into flight to be taken to the Golden Flame Cabal, thus saving yourselves several days of tricky uh, navigation and awkward clambering and rope bridges in favour of extremely reliable mechanical flight. Good. You go for probably about three hours, and you get a good look at the landscape passing overhead as you travel as the moon comes out below you. It's interesting. It is all very much braggier and sharper than you are used to. There's no river valleys, and you've never really looked at the world from a bird's eye view, but you've looked at maps, and you're pretty sure you have a pretty good guess of roughly what a river valley would look like, and there are just none. None of this landscape has been softened by water. There are occasional waterfalls out of the world and into the sky that dissipate eventually as they fall into mist. But there are no rivers, there are no streams, because the wrong way up. Mm. There are things that are quite like trees, except for they grow upside down, with the leaves at the bottom. But then looked at another way, that's the right way up, because it's the leaves in the sky. So, sure, trees, close enough. There is vegetation clinging to the surface of the world, although it is less lush because it all has to cling essentially to rock. There's not much of a soil layer except where that has gathered in the roots of the trees. It is less cultivated than any of the landscapes you're used to. You do see where there are roads. They, they, there's a lot of roads that have to be kind of suspended from the top. So there's not too many of them. They're all kind of constructed like bridges where they do exist. They tend to run between cave openings. And after several hours of watching this landscape go by, you reach a place where a, a ridge of hills rises or sinks without much warning from the bulk of the world. Uh, they're fairly sharp-sided. They're not excessively tall, they're kind of on the cusp of whether you'd call them a small mountain or a big hill. They're quite heavily ridged, just this single line of hills, and you can see lights as the airship starts rising up towards this line of hills. At the peak, which is of course the bottom of one of these hills, there are many windows cut into both sides of the ridge, and there's clearly people living in the, uh, in the rock. And there's a certain amount of tricky mechanical maneuvering as the airship finds something to anchor itself to and then puts out a plank bridge to get you to a rocky shelf on which you will be stable and able to to continue your journey on foot. And it feels precarious, but you are able to just walk across and not look down and get yourself back onto solid land, which, now that you're on it, has 
perhaps it started off partly natural, but it has been heavily improved to provide a path through the rock where there is rock under your feet all the way. There's a sort of open-sided corridor that's been cut into the ridge of the hill. Mm. And it's very easy. You, you, are, you can see where the lights are, or at least where they were before you got behind some rock from them. You know which way the settlement is from here. Uh, there are no formal goodbyes because the airship crew do not speak your language. They kind of see you safe onto the ground and wave awkwardly and leave. <laughs> so you have yourselves, you have your stuff, which has been returned to you. You uh, have a direction. Are you following it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Real, have you got another? You got another one of them? Magic language things in you might be useful. I've still got one. Good. Good. Just just thinking it's going to be useful, that's all. All right. You up ahead, I suppose, Maynard, right? Let them um, see you coming. What? Like, as a warning? Well, no, just, you know, you're why we're here, so you should be up ahead. I'm why we're here. <laughs> Yeah, you're why we're here. Well, okay, we're, fine. You're not I'm actually not... why you're here, but you're notionally why we're here. I'm one of the reasons why we're here. We're here to talk to uh, Zuchel. But as far as they're concerned, you're. Well, I don't know why this has to be a thing. They not. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Fine, I'll go. People will go. Oh, look! It's a wizard. Ah, run away! Get your pitchforks. All right. Oh. <laughs> Off we go then. <laughs> I think I'm just I think Rill's face what, listening to this complaint. Yeah, I think in character, I very like, much. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. I think in character, I was I was absolutely not expecting that level of like. <laughs> Mainheart is it's sensitive uh, today. <laughs> been a long day for everyone. Yeah, it's taken a toll. <laughs> it's a little bit okay. sick of being treated like a pariah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a bit, you are. <laughs> yes, Beth. Okay, so you proceed with Maynard in front, <laughs> begrudgingly. <laughs> For, I mean, it's probably about a half, hour more, half mile walk from where you've been dropped off uh, to. Um, honestly, it looks like this is, you were dropped off in a good place. This looks like it's probably, if not the main entrance, then certainly a major entrance to this underground settlement. It is not open to the air. There is a door. There is an arched doorway with a sturdy-looking wooden door, uh, well-made, well-polished um, and up-kept. It's not... It doesn't look like a prison door. This is just a door set into the rock. It is currently closed. Uh, you can see... Uh, there is some light just peeking around the edges. Um, do I want that? Correction. You can see there is a small window has been carved next to the door. Mm. And there is light visible through it. It's not glazed. It's just a, an open window, as you've come to expect in this landscape. Mm. Um, the doors, so you say the door was like stone itself. No, the door is wood. The archway is uh, is stone. It's been uh, carved right. into the the solid rock of the hill, but the door is wooden. 
Uh, Probably give it a knock. Yeah, yeah, we can give it a knock. Yeah, I mean, I'd sort of raps on the door a couple of times. Okay. Um, there, There is the length of pause that suggests no one was expecting a knock at the door. You, you know when you're in the middle of dinner and there's a knock on the door and first you have to all look at each other and go, was that someone at the door before anyone actually gets up to answer the door? Mm-hmm. It's that kind of pause uh, before there is a shuffling pair of feet. And if you're looking through the window, you will see a gnome uh, thinner than some of the other gnomes you've met um, with two very thick uh, plaits of hair almost sticking out from how thick their hair is. And he comes up closer to the door, um, which is full size. So it's clearly not just gnomes that live here. Hops up onto something you can't see inside and leans out the window, which is just about big enough to lean in. Hello. Only, of course, you don't know that's what he said. Real. Yep, Real will... um... Well, since Maynard's the one leading this whole endeavor, yeah. at least at this point, he'll cast Tongue on Maynard real quick. Okay. Hello. Welcome to the Golden Flame. Who are you? Um, no, really, who are you? As he kind of looks at your faces and, and picks up on you, not being any familiar species. We are travelers um, from very far away, and uh, we've gone through a great deal to find this place. Maybe come in and talk. Promise you won't kill anyone? I promise. Yeah, right then. Hops down off what you presume to be a box, and uh, you hear the door being uh, unbolted top, oh well, middle and bottom, and uh, you are permitted inside. It is somewhat warmer inside. Kind of counts you in as a Take you uh, just assessing the whole situation here. Shuts the door again behind you and bolts it again. Travelers from where exactly? From sort of tries to chew the right words. The upper world. Yep, that's <laughs> what I thought. Huh. Well, good. That will save some explanation. Well, I was interested if you were going to try lying to me about it. Oh no, no, no. Lying usually makes problems. We don't do that. Good call. Ah, uh, that's excellent setup for future lying. <laughs> <laughs> Someone ring the foreshadowing bell. <laughs> okay, you've come here, so you tell me what you're looking for before I start showing you the guest rooms that you might not want. Um, we've come. Oh, come, here. come on in. We'll come on this way. And we'll sit and have a. Have a confab. Oh, thank you. Just shows you into a little. For... Mm-hmm. I translate for everybody that that this is the place. This is the golden, the cabal, the golden flame. We are welcome to come in and conflab. I think with tongues, we're understanding your side of the conversation, right? If I recall. Yeah, everyone understands yeah. what Maynard says. Mm-hmm. Nice. Maynard understands what everyone says. Gotcha. Yeah. So you you cannot understand the name, but you can understand Maynard's half. Okay. And you are shown into quite a comfortable kind of... It's not immediately by the door. You are led um, a bit down the corridor and then round a turn and a bit further. 
and into a room that it's a little shabby, but in a comfortable kind of way. It has a couple of sofas and several armchairs sized for gnomes and a couple more armchairs sized for larger people and quite a nice fireplace, although the fire is sort of banked down. Nothing in here is new. Everything could do with some dusting, but it's a very comfortable space. This is clearly a place that is used for coming and sitting in, probably not usually with formal purposes in mind. In the gnome. This is a graduate you. common room, is what you're saying. Yeah, this is extremely a graduate common room, but Trick has never seen one. <laughs> <laughs> but you are shown to this space, and the gnome hops up onto one of the armchairs himself and kind of waves at you to make yourselves comfortable. Pulls his legs up so he's sitting cross-legged in this armchair. Okay, from the <laughs> from the top. <laughs> We're the Golden Flame. You're some folks from the upper world, and you've come looking for us. Yes. Care to elaborate? Yes. Um, well, first of all, uh, may I ask your name? Oh, of course. As the DM. <laughs> as the of course, says the DM. <laughs> of course, says the DM. Who definitely, definitely has a name prepared for this important NPC. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm Thakros. Good to meet you. I'm Maynard, and this is a Real Trick and Ember. Real Trick Ember. Um, anyway, we have come from the upper world because we have information about a former member of, or current member of your cabal, uh, Zouchette. You you can all see. First, he kind of cocks his head, kind of curious as to how how this confusion between former and and then his eyes go wide. Huh. Right. Last we heard of Zushet, she was what well, they were. She was setting out to save the world, which didn't seem well. Nothing really changed. So we assume she failed, and we never heard from her again. What do you know? Well, we met some of her old cohorts, uh, some who travelled with her and her companions up through the spindle, and they didn't know what happened to her either. we believe that something something occurred that didn't didn't knock dead uh, because she disappeared. And giving Maynard a very careful look, trying to work out if he's deliberately burying the lead or not. I can't remember. This is all that I've got. I, okay, I, okay, I don't okay. have very good notes. No, no, that's fair. Um, in that case, I think I think I think I will in character eleven go. Is there a reason you're burying the lead here? I mean. Do we not want them to know that we've got her? No, no, no. Um, is it who has the amulet? Actually, I do. I do. Uh, Trick has her Im- imprisonment here. Well, at least the artifact that was used. I will present it in a way that's very much like, look, you could like snatch it out of my hands if you want to. I'm not being defensive of it. I'm not like holding her hostage here. 
Yeah, Thakos does. Like, he sort of jolts forward in his armchair, both feet hitting the floor, and leans forward to just take this. And um, even as he's looking it over, it's much bigger in his hands, is looking back to Maynard, and I don't know the imprisonment spell. What? Well, She's not physically in here. Uh, no, I believe that it represents a, a small mini dimension where she's sort of in stasis. But we were able to communicate with her while we were astrally projecting, I think. There's writing around uh, the edge. Yes, it's it's spell formulae, uh, I think. There are There are certain conditions that are needed to break a spell like this to release the person inside um either a extremely high level spellcaster can dispel it or there has to be more information about how it was cast or the conditions that were stated for release because we don't know who put her in there we have no clue about how to do that will it react badly if i identify it no good just sets it down in his lap and starts casting over it he's not ritual casting so he's only going to take a few seconds but making unfamiliar arcane gestures Um, this spell that he's casting through tongues you understand that he is casting something that basically does the same thing as identify or the translation wouldn't have come across that way but the impression you get watching him is that even if it does the same thing this is a school for, this is a, a spell from a different branch of spell casting it, it it's not quite the same spell even if it does the same thing but he casts this and mutters and picks it back up again and sort of cradles it in both hands yeah i've no clue what the trigger for this thing is it might be possible to extract it but it would have to Ow. be well up-powered versions of that spell, but it's not the kind of spell you can normally normally amplify like that, so we'd have to do some work just to get that set up. Or, as you say, just break it by force. We might be able to pull it off. I didn't think that you'd be able to break it open. Oh, no, no, I mean magically force. I mean dispel it. Right. Do you have spellcasters that powerful here not me but there's a couple great <laughs> should be or probably zushet could which is very helpful mm. she can't use magic in there yeah probably not or at least not targeted on the spell itself i mean whoever put her in there must have known who she was right do you have any idea and OC reminder to you has I have some idea from having talked to her. Um, I believe Trick knows a little bit more than me. Actually, come to that. Um, real, real was the person who actually sent the messages, but yeah, still, I remember. Oh, <laughs> um, can you I'll translate? Say, knows... Yeah. Oh, just some brief clarification of what I'm what I'm saying. Uh, will she? Yes, we're, we're not going to role play out. We're going to assume yeah. this is being translated. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of assuming that I can that has isn't like translating everything, but you know, yeah, yeah. since it's directed at. Um, well, there was a, um, there was the there was a war, the war, 
No, wait, was it the wall? Yeah. Uh, going up on the going on up on the surface. Down here. Um, too. Yeah. A uh, hundred years ago, gods. Very bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Didn't know it had happened down here. Um, gods are everywhere. True, but it was mostly the drow and the um, and the dwarves drawing battle lines up on our side. So. Ah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it was, um, it was rough. Yeah, so it was a kind of as a side as a side um as a side front in that war. There was a war going on that she'd gotten herself involved in on the side of our I mean literally our and I point at me and Ember our queen. Um and the night before um that's the and the last thing she remembers before she went into it's a sort of dreaming stasis, I think. Um um uh the night before that she um it is the last is the last thing she remembers um so yeah uh you can send to her wonderful because the identify spell doesn't tell me anything about whether she's definitely the one who's in here and if we're going to i i broadly trust you but if we're going to unlatch this prison and invite whatever's in it in it behooves us to check i think one thing we haven't clarified that may also be worth noting is that we are also trying to save the world um and zuchette is one puzzle piece along the way huh you, you know you know some people would have led with that well, I'm, it, I'm, I'm kind of impressed that you led with we've got your friend in a ball instead well, you did ask why we were here, and I thought that was the most direct answer. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, we're also still trying. That is good. Zuchette's mission failed. Or at least we had to assume so, because it wasn't completed and we never heard from her again. But we haven't stopped trying because, well, the world is still ending. I assume this is not news to you. No, it's no. not. Good. If we're extremely lucky... She'll still have one of the circlets with her. Uh, but let's get her out first and find out. Right. You hang tight here, if you don't mind, and I'm going to go and find a couple people. Of course. Let's hang tight. Um, Thakros kind of just leaves the amulet with you, which is nice of him. Hmm. But is... And, and le then leaves you. You're not locked in the room or anything. You're just left away. He's going to be gone at least 20 minutes. So if you wish to engage in any uh, deeply rude behavior for guests, <laughs> any shenanigans, you, there is an opportunity. I have, a, I have a rude question. Okay. Maynard sort of looks a bit more relaxed now that, oh, God, finally we're here. Finally it's getting solved. But he says to the others, when do you think it's an appropriate time for me to ask why magic is regarded so strangely here? Mm. Up to you, I suppose. Yeah, it doesn't strike me as a particularly rude question, given that they know that we're from a completely different land. Could it be sensible? Well, if, 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 there's a, if there's a lull opportunity I'll, I'll ask oh wait hang on a second something just occurred to me mm. she's not inside the orb no she's in the in a, in a, in a, in a 
demiplane. No, 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 she's not on a demiplane. You explained this to me before, and I have clearly remembered it much more, much more, much more sharply. Yes, mm-hmm. probably. She's buried That's in the right, in the surface buried. world. Yeah. Oh. Wait, what? Sorry, I the orb is more like the... the orb is more like the key or the lock, I guess. You explained this to me at great length. That's why that's why it's stuck in my head better. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the spell now, and I'm like, oh yeah, uh, it doesn't say the spell. It, like the 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 orb is the key. It's just the form. It's the form of the special component. Yeah. Well, I I'm thinking of it as being a bit like the lock because you said that if if we that we could dispel the lock or the or the we can do we can do magic to the thing instead of on. Yeah. The place itself, yeah. Yeah, there's two. There's two things we could dispel: either the the orb or the tomb. But we don't know where the tomb is, so we're going to work with the orb. Mm. Mm. That might prove to be a very disappointing update. Yeah. You think we? You think we should try and find the tomb before we get her awake again? Well, I think that once. She's no longer magically imprisoned. She might be able to give us an idea of where she is or use a teleport or any kind of traveling spell to get out. She is apparently um, because... an, an incredibly powerful wizard, so you know. Yes, so especially if she could dispel this spell, very, very powerful. I wouldn't put it past her to be able to, once freed, wake up and then immediately come here quite quickly. I hope so. Sorry then. Assuming After. the whole. Yeah, sorry. sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, assuming. I'm hoping that. I mean, you'd think. It... So, will dispelling it also make her not be underground? I think so. I don't know right. if it would change where she was. It would just make her not trapped there anymore, which is why I was worried about it. If she's somewhere yeah. dangerous, that would be dangerous to her if she woke up and. Didn't have immediate well, access got... to her magic. There's ways to stop that from from being accessible to most people. There's nothing we can do to find out where she is without dispelling it. If she, if we find out that she's trapped somewhere, there's no way we could come get her. Not without the help of another very powerful wizard. But luckily, apparently, there are some here. Okay. Probably just worth mentioning before before we do anything, then. Yeah. After some time, uh, Thakros returns in the company of another gnome, who she is... She looks old. You don't really have a handle on gnomish lifespans, but she looks uh, wrinkled and stooped in the shoulders, and her hair is completely white. She follows quite closely behind... That cross and kind of from the way she peers at you, you think maybe her eyes aren't that good. She comes in and just immediately puts herself into one of the armchairs. She looks very alert around the room. Uh, so, you are. I would say you were telling a wild story, but since you are what you are, I'm inclined to believe at least part of it. Let's have a look at this amulet. I will present the amulet. Well, that's beautiful work. Glances at Thakros and Zushets in 
here? Well, no, not exactly. Um, so the what you're holding is is sort of a a, a representation of the spell, the uh, the part that was used to create it. When the spell is cast, the person being imprisoned is put in a prison somewhere else. Uh, this one in particular, because it's a mithril orb, means that Zuchette is in a, a magical chamber underground somewhere. But we have no idea where, and we have no, no, no way of finding out. We talk to her and she doesn't know where she is either. Whoever designed the spell intended to retrieve their prisoners. Otherwise, this might be a short escape attempt. Mm. I knew Zuchette. I'm going to send her a quick message and let her know what we're doing. Uh, and she casts with these very quick, very precise gestures. Um, you've watched Maynard cast, you've watched Rill cast. This gnome casts with the same kind of ease of muscle memory as someone who's worked in a kitchen for 20 years slicing something. Like, she just, she knows, her muscles know what they're doing. And she casts with these very precise gestures and kind of leans back a little and looks up and her mouth moves, but she's not speaking aloud and just holds up a hand to the rest of you as she listens for a response. Huh. She says she has no idea how long she's been in there, but she'd quite like to come out. So, if she's not in this one, she's in something very like it, and I think we may as well make the experiment. I can only do this the once, though, so I hope you haven't got another of these up your sleeve. No. She takes the orb and uh, puts it on a clear patch of floor sort of in the middle of the room. And steps back away from it. Wait, Maynard, can you clarify the whole underground thing? It's making me nervous now. Also, oh. maybe ask if they know that comprehend language spell, so we can all talk a little easier. Um, I don't know. It's it's not a very widely used spell. It, it the the text I've read says it creates a sphere of magical force large enough for the target far beneath the earth. Sure, sure, sure. But maybe you can make sure they have a way of getting her out from under the earth, like summoning her or something, if they're a powerful person. It's just, you know, it seems I'm just getting a bit nervous is all. I don't want to, like, bury I'm, her. I'm sure, Grim. I'm, I'm sure they, they they know you, what they're doing. Could you translate the concern for me? Uh, they're, they're worried that when you free her, she will still be underground and therefore be in a dangerous situation. I'm she working wants, on the assumption they want to know that whoever designed the spell in the first place intended to be able to retrieve their prisoners alive. It would be a very overcomplicated way of burying someone. So I'm working on the assumption that when you open the spell, if she doesn't come to the place where we dispelled it, she will go to wherever she was when it was cast. Either way, I don't think she is going to be underground because it would be very curious spell design to create something this powerful that held a prisoner in stasis indefinitely and then killed them when you entered the spell. That would be strange. <laughs> Drickus. Drickus prepares to, um, uh, to accept that the spell people know what, know what the spell's all about at this point. 
I, I suppose that makes sense. The type there's another way of doing the spell that puts them into a, a, a demi plane, and it would be very silly for them to just sort of reappear in nowhere when the demi plane stops existing. So I just guess, so you'd want them, yes. you'd want to be able to pull them out again. So I think it is worth a try, and we just have yeah. to hope that, that that not only is Zouchette in one of these, but she's in this one, and this one is not. Oh, I don't know, a, an adult dragon. She's. We also hope this. <laughs> the elderly gnome steps back from the amulet on the floor and begins casting again and definitely different gestures to the previous time but so quickened and fluid that you would really struggle to replicate what she's doing with her hands and says a short phrase uh, in not in gnomish and then puts her hands on her hips. And you can see, all of you can see, that the amulet is starting to glow. And there's this strange, unnatural light show, as from the light that it gives off and the shadows that move through the light, you would say that something was opening up like petals, except you can also see the amulet, and it isn't. And it takes a good minute of this slow, illusory unfurling before the stone of the floor starts to ripple and soften and flow outward to make way for an opaque sphere of energy. Gently glowing golden, which rises up from the floor, which then just reforms behind it as if nothing happened, and settles back down, and then pops like a soap bubble, and you see a sleeping gnome curled up on her side on the floor, which you all recognize. Oh. That's not true. Which those of you who met her in the dreamscape recognize as Zouchette. And she only appears to be asleep for a second or so before she pushes herself up on her hands and looks around the room. A wave. Holy shit. I have many questions. What language is she speaking? Ah, she is speaking... Um, I gave the language a name and I have fully forgotten the fuck I called the Intash. language. So I'm gonna... There we go. She's speaking Intash. Intash. Yeah. Which is the same language that the others have been, have been speaking around you. Remember me? I say in Plains Halfling, a language I'm pretty sure she speaks. <laughs> <laughs> she pushes herself up to just sit on the floor, frowns at you, and says in Elvish, I thought you spoke Elvish. I speak Elvish. I met you once in a dream. (laughs) Yes, it was a few minutes ago. Probably longer on your end, because I don't... You think you'd have mentioned if you were here? Yeah, it's been a while? Couple weeks? A month? (sighs) Morning, Orkith. Nice to see you again. The elderly gnome has sat back in her armchair, looking indescribably smug. 
<laughs> Fair. <laughs> and gives a little wave. Right. Shall we have some proper introductions now that I'm not uh in a dream or elsewhere? I'm Zouchette. I'm a gnome. I'm Ember. I'm a human. We've all come to terms with the fact that there are gnomes, yes. Good. Glad we've got the basics covered. I'm pretty You're Ember. Your Ember sibling. Makes sense, yes. Garden Rill. And I'm Maynard. Okay. What happened to the godling? Godling? Oh, um, fighting. she's oh. living in a puppet with her ex-boyfriend, or maybe some necromancers. Ex-boyfriend. She's not, they're not, they're not both in the puppet. Good. But also, what? Well, I say, ne- I mean, you know, like, servants of the, um... Puppet? Lady Under the Oak. How did you put her in a puppet? Well, she was in a puppet to start with. She agreed oh, to get back in the puppet. They convinced that, her. That makes slightly more sense. I didn't think you had quite that level of arcane potency. Mm-mm. But she's handled, more or less. More I think less. so. Okay. Don't need to worry about that one. Well, now, sorry. For me, that was minutes ago. Looks back towards the other gnomes and says, um, in Intash again, the fuck year is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, receives an answer in a dating system you do not understand, but which uh, leads to her pinching the bridge of her nose. Okay. Well, that's longer than I intended to be away. I don't seem to have aged in there, at least. I don't seem to have gotten hungry either, which would make sense. Right. Okay. Got my stuff. And she has actually got her stuff now that she thinks to look great. She's got uh, a rucksack. That was kind of cuddled in her arms as she was sleeping. She pulls it over and starts going through it and not pulling everything out, but just sort of searching through. Pulls out uh, one item, which is a very beautifully made circlet. It is set with multiple gems around the ring of it. It is. It looks like it's made from gold. Beautifully worked. And even to the non-magically inclined among you, this has that subtle glow of a heavily enchanted object. Waves it at the other gnomes. Well, we've got one. Puts it down on the floor. And uh, Thakros shifts forward slightly in his chair and says, we've got three in that case. Out of? Out of, well, a minimum of three. Oh. Well, that's handy. But ours aren't finished. And Zuchette is yours? And she just shakes her head. Might have been if they'd left me another day. I'm going to find out who put me in there. You know that, right? And the elderly gnome, uh, Orkith, nods and says, and then we will have conversations. Yes, I know. First things first, though. Okay, I've got one. It's not finished. You've got two. They're not finished. What stage are they at? They need... uh, They need the whole thing done. They need... We don't have the central gems for them. Okay. Sorry, can I ask what exactly the circlets do and and 
Oh, sorry, had you not got that far in conversation? Right. Uh, there for saving the world? Yes. Oh, good, you do know the world needs saving. Okay. Yes. Right. They are for fixing the plague lands, I think is the name you give them. Ah, right. Um... And they need... Well, this one... Well, first, they're heavily magical items. They need a gem taken from the personal plane of one of, now, probably any of the deceased gods. When we made the first set, there was only one of those. Now there's more. Probably any of them would do. But it needs a gem from one of their planes, which means someone has to go planeswalking, which is tricky. And then the finished item needs a tuning to one of the godlings. Each of them needs a tuning to a godling. Doesn't matter which. But I was trying to get this one attuned to that great big forest you have. Well, Maynard might be able to help with that. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, yes. Now, a gem from one of their planes. Uh, do we think that might be the shards of the Crown of Bones? Not if the shards of the Crown of Bone are on this plane. Probably not. We, we had to go to on an expedition to, to, to one of the, well, to the shattered divine plane and retrieve it for ourselves. It's right. possible, but it would still need a tuning. How does one get there? Planeswalking. Uh, essentially, through a spell. Plane... Planar portals can generate of their own accord. They can be stable. They can be induced. But to the plane we need to get to, we use a spell. Uh, it's a process. What I would do as a first, a first plan is use a spell to get myself to the heavens aiming for a spot as close as possible to the center of the disaster and then travel on foot through the portal, which last I had to do this did still exist from there, but probably nowhere else in the heavens because they've tried very hard up there to close all of those because it's a shattered divine plane full of horrors. Uh, and then try to survive long enough to find the item, but the good news is you only have to cast the spell directly to come back. You don't have to do all the walking again. So that's I'm nice. just been I've just been nodding my way through this conversation. Then I and then I, I will break in at this point. I'm assuming that she's been, since she's been explaining things to us. She's she is speaking as an elvish. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, and I just say and I just say, hmm. I see. <laughs> I've got a question about. Sorry, this is our first time in the underside. Um, uh -huh. I've got a question that's not come up for. Have you? I, I can tell there's some mechanical things that are that have or haven't been invented up there down here. When you left, had your people gotten around to had gotten around to distillation yet? <laughs> Zouchette rummages briefly in her rucksack <laughs> and tosses you a hip flask, which is half full. The last place she was 
was the silver forest was the silver forest what this is, is very it? important ben is it applejack yes it is <laughs> yes <laughs> please imagine the zelda like ice and get noise <laughs> take a good yeah. song call of that because it's medicinal <laughs> may not uh chimes in so, well metaphysically speaking would this process of getting to the right place be faster if you say had somebody who had a uh, a magical connection to it it would be faster if we had a tuning fork and i'm being very literal there the uh, the planes each have their own resonances and the easiest way to access a specific set of resonances is with a tuning fork that has been crafted to match a particular plane if you think you have the skill to attune one to a shattered plane of godhood that would certainly be quicker i mean it's not something i've tried before but i believe i've accepted uh, the forest as as a source of magic oh then no uh, the, the forest is one of the godlings but that, that that means it doesn't have its own plane yet this is the right predecessor how strong a connection how about I, a... I don't know how to answer that well you could start by explaining you're in the line of succession and go from there right Forest okay. gave you magical um, powers that would perhaps be the lead i assume really is also saying this in elevation yes. <laughs> yeah good <laughs> right i i touched the crown of the piece of the crown of the queen of the forest and therefore i'm magically inherited in the line of inheritance for the throne twice removed at this point i believe um so a fairly strong connection i i suppose but you're not currently the king no there's a there's a dragon and a another warlock ahead of me there's... But we're getting ahead of ourselves anyway. No, no, no! Please explain to me why there's a dragon. Well, well, she's the queen, obviously. Oh, good. Whoever, whoever has, uh, I don't come from this place. It was a bit strange to me too. The whoever has the has the most or the majority of the shards of the crown, this bluish, glowing crystal, is has power over the forest and right to rule and anybody who touches or possesses a piece of the crown is inducted into that into that line and shares in a bit of the power so the queen has the most shards therefore a giant adult dragon rules the forest and then there Arthur is Walker. Do, Walker, do you yes. think do you think heir to queen castrel Yes, Queen Kestrel was who I was working with, and I think Queen Kestrel was probably easier to persuade to give up all her magic powers to attune a circlet uh, to save the world with than a dragon. It was, it was mm. the day after, I think, after mm. you... Um, uh, I really am going to be very cross with whoever put me in there. <laughs> we would love to know who did that too. We didn't think that to Thraka would have that ability. I'm, I'm not... What kind of dragon? Colour? Uh, white. 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 Oh, then probably not. No. Um, 
there's her what's his role i can't remember the name if you're thinking of azar then the yes. forest dwellers would know he doesn't really have a title he's just sort of azar, azar. yeah yeah it's just this guy you know <laughs> he's just this yeah. guy you know Notionally Prince Azar, but I wouldn't say that too loud well, around. This is the thing, is it doesn't seem to be a sort of public knowledge that he's next in line. Yeah. He's just a guy <laughs> at court. Uh, there's this warlock called Azar. He seems to take care of quite a lot of the regular business and works for Ethroka. No, no, you're thinking of you're thinking of a steward. Bruna Longfly right. takes care of most of the yes. business. But Azar Azar's more of a troubleshooter yeah like an advisor or and you think he'd become the forest's champion if the dragon was dead yes yeah all right well let's not let's not let's not let's not get too too far ahead of ourselves i say getting very very nervous oh i don't know about that i mean it seems like a good idea to me (laughs) (laughs) we we all know how real feels about the concept of draco regicide Hypothetically, do you think King Azar would be willing to save the world by briefly giving up his magical powers? He seems a you know, I didn't sort get like that, that much of a. He seems, he seemed responsible, but in terms of trying to keep this power out of other people's hands, so maybe you could at least talk to him, which is probably a little bit easier than talking to Athroga. Yes, I have. I have. I am not wholly unskilled at negotiation, but I don't really rate my chances with a frost dragon and persuading her to just hand over really any of her power, especially not the part that keeps her the queen, which I think would probably go along with it, although I'm not sure because it is a unique situation. It's never been tried before. In any case, uh, before we do any of that, we still need to get uh, get more of these gems, and Rill, I hope you don't mind me talking about your situation. I say, I, I slip into Halfling, uh, Plains Halfling. Mm. Okay. At uh, that last bit. No, switch to common. Rill does not know Halfling. This is like yeah. a thing. And then I, God damn it, I knew one of you didn't know Plains Halfling. Rill's the only one who doesn't know Halfling. I will repeat it in Western Common. No Halfling either. Oh, okay, there we go. Have the party. Oh, wait, I thought what? I thought only one person didn't. Anyway. No, no. Uh, go ahead. That's fine. Well, Rill's got this. We we have a pretty strong connection, if it works that way, to someone who's currently we're pretty sure in a ruined demiplane. If that might help, and also it would kind of be good to. And I get, and I make that, I make a very like awkward, like sort of pumping motion with my fist, like, like just very like, come on, gang, like to sort of kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> oh, I just, sorry, you first. Someone who's in one of the. Yes, went through a a portal and, well, hasn't been able to get back out. I suppose we all know broadly when, but which one? That I don't think we know. Yeah, I was going to say, do we know that? Because I don't... You must have written down her messages to you, right? I say, as, as an excuse to beg the gem for, she said she was. She said something about the creatures in there. Yeah, she did say something about the creatures, but I think they were just um, 
bloodthirsty, you know, evil versions we of might resemble the sorts of things that. Oh, hang on, didn't we find a big prayer to? Well, you might be able to historically find out. You know, the, the DM is now copy pasting to <laughs> Frills Player the uh, messages that have been sent back and forth. Thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Unfortunately, they do not contain a direct answer to this question, but it's nice to have them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could message you could send her again, see if she can help you figure it out, or we might be able to work out historically, like when that god died and when that battle happened. Let's see. Well, we know we know when the battle happened, right? Because we have records of that. You do. It so happened uh, quite close to the end of the war, right? So we know when that happened. Um, she, was a big old... she said she was, her and the, the rest of her squad were fighting and they got, they, they were swept up by this, this portal and they're underground, uh, wherever they are, in a maze of, a maze of tunnels. Um, they can't. Well, that, that might narrow it down. There was a great big, there was a great big mural to that horrible drought. And no offense, no offense. I'm sure they serve a great a purpose to the pantheon, but you know that 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 quite unpleasant um, uh, drought god, um, which suggests that they were alive at least at the start of the battle, which I suppose doesn't help, does it? Sorry. So the the Dryder mural. The what mural? The Dryder, the big spider uh, drow person. Maybe, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, I remember it was be. that which waits. But, I mean, they were fighting, they were attacking the Dwarven city, so I think it might be just as likely that it was one of the Dwarven gods. Which I suppose also mm. narrows it down. There's only so many of them that are dead, but... Do you know which god was favoured in the place where the battle took place? Which Dwarven god? I mean, that which waits could be an underground place, but if it's one of your people, I would have guessed it to be more familiar to them. Oh, I bet. Off. I bet. Can I make a religion roll? Please do. <laughs> yeah, I, I fancy a religion roll because what I want to do, what I want to do is kind of, like, I, I mean, at the very least, be able to have like a cadence of the, like the dwarven gods that died. It feels like the sort of thing that you know, yeah, yeah. a person may have. Mm. Um. And if not that, if not actually remember if I saw anything like that around and kept it in my brain, D and D Beyond, please let me do things. It would be real nice of you if you would let me do things. It just, I just tried to make a roll, and it was like, you can't make rolls. It's not what we're here for. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a horrible feeling that I'm connected with a Twitch account. Oh, there you go. Come on. Yes. Yes. Here we go. Nope. One last try. I'm now logged in, but I think I have to go to a particular version of the sheet to actually roll anything. Mm. Yes, here we go. Good. Ah, well, that's an eight. Probably. I mean, they're the other side. I probably don't have a good, like, you know. You know that all. You definitely know that all but one of them died. Yeah. So it doesn't narrow it down that much. I mean, <laughs> oh, I had a pretty significant in- interaction with a, with an with an earth with an earth shaker. With an Earthshaker priest, so I can probably re- at least remember it was everyone. You but definitely Earthshaker. remember that it wasn't Earthshaker who died. Earthshaker's yeah. the one that's alive. You yeah. know that much. <laughs> well, Earthshaker's alive. Which so one of the other. All the other. 
all the other dwarven gods that were killed? I, I, I mean, are there any that specifically, um, I don't know, <laughs> did anything with tunnels, digging? Uh, I mean, that's... Weren't the dwarves all underground dwellers? Yes. I would suggest that perhaps all of the gods might have a certain underground theme. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our more more digging god I mean I assume you've guessed this, but to explain my own thinking. We have the same gods above and below, but they divided differently because they had different peoples to work with. So the gods of the dwarves were probably not the gods of any one specific people down here, but a lot of the more rock-oriented, digging-oriented gods that we knew were uh, either gone or threatened by the time I went into my bubble. There could be any of them. How we could scry, maybe. We could get a look at any iconography that's there. We must Ooh. have people who can scry currently in the Cabal, and there's general nods and agreement. And um, as an outer carriage note, this specific scale scry requires them to be on the same plane of existence, typically. But it's possible they have some sort of super scrying. Thank you for the note. As a note. Uh, <laughs> please, please, please imagine this note being given by uh, one of the gnomes. <laughs> oh, damn, you're right. But you can send to them, you said. And she's looking at Rill. Say that again, I didn't hear you. Sorry, I, I, you, you can send to this person who's in this yes. plane. Yes, I, I can send her. Okay, we, well, we may need you to do some back and forth and see if you can get a handle on any iconography that's there. I, it probably won't actually help us in getting there, but if we have to go planeswalking to shatter divine planes anyway, uh, it seems that a rescue might not be uh, an unreasonable thing to combine. Certainly seems like a waste of time to go herring off to some other shattered god plane instead of doing a rescue. I agree. Although we have two to do, and it might be best to send two parties. One to handle each. One of the other gnomes, uh, the younger one, um, Thakros, says, um, in Intash, so only Maynard can really understand this, we could get those tuning forks, though. Because it was only, it was only a hundred years ago when they were divine planes. I mean, we'd have to look around, but I'm, there must still be the implements in existence for the newer shattered planes. And there is general agreement and excitement among the gnomes as this, this difficulty is reduced by this insight. And Zushet will briefly explain this to you that it may Maybe easier than expected to get to the planes, because they may actually be able to get the magical component to take you straight there. Oh. How do we get those? I mean, where would they be? Temples. The temples of... The, 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 the senior-most temples of the deceased gods may well still have the items that would let them get to those planes. And if not them... Then the arcane trade 
mean, they'll be collector's items more or less by now, but they may well not have been destroyed because as a curiosity, one of those would be quite valuable. And there are places in the, uh, in the universe where things like that would tend to end up. I don't know if we still have contacts in Sigil. Temples would be a better bet, though. And these tune-in forks, they just... Are they well, you also like need to cast the spell. Tune-in forks? They, they look like tuning forks. They're not, um, they're not enchanted in themselves. They generate the resonances through simple sound. The rest of the work is done by the spell. Hmm. Uh, we, de- we also will need appropriately tuned forks to get back, but those, I am certain, my cabal will have on hand. Thank you for bringing me back, by the way. I haven't said that yet. You're welcome. Of course. Good thing to do. <clears throat> so as far as our next step. Our next step, yes. That is to talk to Rill's mom. Yes, I think so. If we can establish where she is, then we can mount a rescue mission at the same time as trying to get these circlets finished. Then... The step after that is to get them attuned to godlings, one of which might be your white forest. Uh, what about the other godlings? Well, we know that one of them is a puppet. Don't suppose you know uh, who, who her champion is. Yep. Yep. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Pretty well familiar. Could you persuade him to help save the world, perhaps? Yeah, I think that's doable. Yeah, he's very um, melancholy about his situation, I think. Well, I'm sorry for him, but also good. In general, the, the, less, the less fighting it takes to get the things made, the more chance we have of doing this. Because we're also going to need to go into the Plaguelands. That's the third step. We finish making them, we attune them, and then we go to the Plaguelands and we use them. After that, we're probably dead, but I really don't know. I wonder who the third godling is. I think there's probably more than three in total. Mm. It's we, just already know of, we already know of three. The Changer. You've got that skull. Well, Bro's got that skull. Right. Okay, so that's three. It's not enough not just to know about the godling. We need to know. All of them have a, a favourite. Um, in the same way as your connection is not as strong as the, I can't believe I'm saying, this dragon. And it would need to be the most favoured who could actually do the attuning. Mm-hmm. By the Might sound have at least an initial search area for the most favoured of the changer. So also I'm hearing that unless we find another godling... Part of the plan has to be kill the dragon. You know, I'm sure she can be bought. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Philosophically, uh, theoretically, I cannot rule out persuade the dragon, but I would prefer not to build my plans on that basis. Yes. I'm just so visibly uncomfortable with how much how much talk there is of like regicide against my queen. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is bothersome. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> Entirely fair. She so committed it... regicide against the previous queen. So do we only need these 
three circlets and that's all we need. I wouldn't turn down a fourth, but I don't know if we have time to make a fourth. No, I think that focusing on what we know, going with that, better than a mystery hunt to try and collecting all of them at once. We did have three to start with, and I don't know what's happened to the other two. But there's a lot of world to scour to find them. Who, um, who had the other two? My companions on the journey. Who evidently did not get put in a bubble the same time I did. I don't suppose you know any approximation of where they might have ended up. I have to assume they would have started heading back. Mm-hmm. Because they couldn't have done it without all of the pieces. Or, if they knew who put me in the bubble, then they might have gone looking for them. I did rather mm. stand out. Pashfile wasn't strong enough to teleport. Not without a circle, anyway. And he would have known or guessed... I was asleep, and if they were sneaky enough, I would have just vanished from the camp. Circlet and all. They would have been looking for me. They would have assumed something or someone had captured me, as in fact they had, Mm -hmm. and they would have been looking for me. But where that search would have taken them, they might not even be in the material plane. Honestly. I don't think we can rely on being able to find them or their burdens. I think we have to start with the new ones. Messages would have been sent as well. There would have been sendings back and forth. We have to assume they're dead. Damn. Oh, I wish I could see Persalan again. Uh, you probably... No, I I know. You you, you told me. I mean, there's too much work to do. Mm. Well, at least we have a plan. And I think for time reasons, we should pick up with messages to Rill's mum next session. Yeah. Stop your recordings, please. Come Out and Play is a real play podcast project, all trans, all the time. You can find us at CAOPcast on Patreon and on Twitter, and at our website, comeoutandplay.games. If you're trans or non-binary and you'd like to get involved, drop us a line. And as always... If you enjoy our show, share it with your friends. And if you don't enjoy our show, share it with your enemies. Word of mouth is how a project like this gets attention, and we just love attention. I need to speak to you in private, which always gets them worried. Mm. And so it's not bad news. Well, it might be bad news for you. It's very good news for me. I have a surgery date. It's in three weeks. Also, I'm going on two weeks leave next week. I will not be returning because I will be going for surgery. <laughs> also, I have a job interview while I'm on leave, so I might never come back. <laughs> Fantastic.